0: Hello and welcome to the Dustin Eric Podcast Show, brought to you by Mimosa Networks. Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm Eric. Today we're on episode number nineteen. We're going to talk about antenna co-location. Uh, we're going to give you advice on deploying with a million other antennas around, all which are transmitting on the same frequency as you, or is a super high-powered transmitter killing your signal? Holy run-on sentence, Batman!
1: Awesome. That was seamless. It was actually. seamless.
0: Today we have a, a couple of special guests. One that you know very well, Jeff Jones from Mimosa Support. Welcome back. Good to be here. Thanks. And then a brand new face, Lucia Sanchez, director of Channel Sales of Cala, which is the Caribbean and Latin America. So welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Since you're here today, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do here at Mimosa?
2: So I'm going to, throughout the podcast, I'm going to be speaking in Spanish. To have a different view to our my customers. So I, yo soy la directora de ventas para Latinoamérica. Me encargo de toda la región. Mis clientes son la mayoría son ISPs um, basados en, desde México hasta el Caribe, um, incluyendo Brasil y Argentina. Um, y yo veo todo eso. Cualquier pregunta, duda o soporte que necesiten, yo sería la persona encargada de toda la región. Okey okay, dokey. Dustin, all you? All right.
0: <laughs> I have no idea that what you said, it. so uh, excellent. She probably you, said that we're. You pulled a few countries out of there, we're, didn't you? We're ugly and we're smelly, you know, the normal stuff they talk about is around here in the office. Siempre. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> all right, so today's main course uh, antenna co locations. So, Jeff, Eric, and I, when we're on chats, we have a lot of people that come in the chat asking about antenna co location having issues with interference or their their phi rates are low on one end of the link or they just can't get a stable uh, throughput across the link and they don't know why um, a lot of that has to do probably with of course the the channel they're using but also how close they are to other radios of the same frequency and other radios that are maybe not in the same frequency but they're extremely high powered transmitters like fm or LTE or something along those lines. So today we want to talk about a little bit about how you should go about actually deploying your radios and what you should look at before you deploy them and what you should look at after you deploy them to try and troubleshoot what kind of issues you're having. So Jeff, do you want to jump in and uh, tell us a little bit about your advice on that?
3: Yeah, so you can see in this map here, uh, (laughs) this is a uh, spectrum analyzer view of a very, very crowded network. And uh, it's not typically that crowded, but uh, especially in some of our countries overseas where the regulations are not as strict, you'll see conditions like this. And so one of the biggest challenges we see with co-location is uh, the radios get placed too close to other radios. Now, that's not inherent to Mimosa. That's just RF physics 101. Um, when you have two transmitting and receiving devices close to each other, uh, there's a really good chance that you're going to have um, co-location interference. So um, that's that's a big piece of us trying to help customers is to get them to relocate their radios at least 10 feet away so that they won't co-locate, uh, interfere in the co-location matter. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, so, so uh – the The proximity between at, at
1: horizontally at horizontal separation and also vertical separation. So we try to get a couple right. of meters out horizontally uh, and uh, vertically, um, especially if in a crowded spectrum you're looking at five six gig right there. Yeah. Um,
0: so, bonus points, Eric. Um, what is goes. the recommended distance between two Mimosa radios on the same tower?
3: Uh, two meters.
1: Jeff. Jeff, what's a recommendation? I'm going to give you the
3: RF engineer answer. It's, it depends. Exactly. <laughs> there you it, go. It really depends. There's a lot, of, a lot of unknown variables in that statement.
0: So, of course, we have recommended distances, but we also understand that sometimes you just don't have right. room to get far away from a, a different radio. So what other options do we have to mitigate um, incoming noise from other radios?
1: So uh, we have uh, a GPS, GLONASS, and GPS uh, reception uh, timing is super critical. In the TDMA, you'll wanna, you want to you want to ensure uh, genders are uh, say similar, say two Bs uh, co-located with each other, and two As on the far ends, etc. So, what would you do with something that isn't MIMOSA then? So, something that isn't uh, when you're
0: co-locating MIMOSA with something that's not MIMOSA.
1: I would say look at uh, look at channel widths and uh, and uh, spectrum. Uh, separation, or uh, frequency separation, uh, and then the physical uh, locations of those uh, devices.
0: Jeff, how would we go about troubleshooting something like this?
3: Well, I find the first thing to do is to get into the radios locally. So uh, we like using TeamViewer for getting into customer networks uh, uh, configuration. So first thing I want to look at is a spectrum analyzer because that really tells us the story of what's going on. Um, second thing is, um, you know, talk with the customer, whether on phone or in chat, and find out what the current conditions are. One of the biggest things that we see is that you'll have two radios on the same tower leg facing the same direction. So, uh, antenna overlap can cause issues uh, as well as um, being in close proximity to each other. So, these are some of the things that we want to look at uh, early on. So with, with with that, with different uh, manufacturers,
1: different dishes, and different, uh, we look at front to side, front to rear uh, lobes, and energy coming off the side of the uh, reflectors here, et cetera. So like, like you said, you, some uh, perform better than others, and then that'll, and then once you're looking at a spectrum that we can get into, say a, a customer's radio. Uh, then we can, yeah, you can get in there and see if you can mitigate some of that, uh, that uh, interference.
0: So one thing I like to recommend for all of our customers is to have pictures of their installations. Yep. Because pictures, again, they tell uh, a thousand words or more in some cases. So if we can see what your deployment looks like, uh, if you're watching mm-hmm. from home, you can kind of see a picture here of a, a tower with a bunch of co-located antennas. Or this one here. If we can see that, if you can show us mm-hmm. which antenna is yours and which one you're having issues with, it goes a long way for us to know what's around your antenna, what's facing the same direction as your antenna, or what might be shooting into the back of it. And it'll help us give uh, give you more direction on what you can do to fix your problem. To give you an example, we had a guy in uh, South America that I talked to in chat. He had a mimosa B-11, and he was parked directly below a high-powered FM transmitter and couldn't figure out why he wouldn't modulate up to the highest modulation rate. Um, I asked for screenshots of his deployment. I looked at them. I said, hey, move your radio 20 feet down the tower. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, that's great, because I didn't want to replace it. He came back to me the next day and said, it's amazing, that worked perfectly, thank you very much. There had been no way for us to know for sure that was the issue without those photos.
1: Um, and similarly, I had a, a guy who had some, st- uh, some equipment closer to the ground, but he had a, a sector antenna who were all, both at 5 gig and a backhaul, and the sector was in front of the uh, separate uh, point-to-point backhaul, so there's energy coming this way, plus the sector uh, system with seeing the energy coming back from the point to point far end right coming back at a couple miles back yet so there's all kinds of little uh, little nuances uh, and so on we try to qualify uh, when the folks come in from chat and see what they've got and those pictures are super help- helpful right yeah, so
0: uh, I know that we need to sum this up pretty quick so Lucia can translate so what are just step-by-step recommendations on how to prevent this or how to troubleshoot and rectify this issue?
1: I think initially going to the design tool and look at the topology, uh, look, at, look at what's going on um, and where you need to be operating and what, what you have uh, currently designed and what do you think you're, if you're gonna build up or expand in the future at the same location, you know, what, what are you adding, um, what can live next to what, uh, what devices and so on for, for co-location to kind of plan it, uh, plan something out.
3: Yeah, I would say have clear clear information early on. Uh, some customers don't really understand what's actually on the tower. So knowing your tower location physically is very important. I think having that information readily available when you come into chat, uh, as you mentioned, photos are, are worth their weight in gold because it gives us a clear indication of what's going on as well as understanding your RF environment if you're uh, co-located where there's a cell site or there's uh, other competing technologies um, these are things that should be vetted out early on before the deployment so uh, one of the things that we like to see customers do is to do a physical site survey prior to actually putting equipment equipment up on the tower and then I think the final thing is, you know, not only physical uh, separation, but even frequency separation is important. Not everyone has RF environments that look like that picture there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, doing a frequency frequency separated uh, um, between two radios is also equally important.
0: And I would think that having a, a wideband spectrum analyzer would be helpful as well. Because yes. while, again, you might see, uh, see or not see uh, interference in a 5-gig band, um, it could be harmonics of a 5-gig band that could be causing your issues or just a high-power transmitter in general. So it would be good to know exactly what frequencies you're dealing with on the tower and right. and how strong their, their output power is.
3: Yes, we've seen that with FM transmitters specifically. Uh, they'll actually wash out a GPS signal completely. So. You know, GPS is at fifteen seventy-five and you have an FM transmitter that's way far away as far as on the spectrum, but just because of the RF hash that's in the air, it's gonna cause uh, just enough interference that that it won't uh, connect.
1: Yeah, you cut cut that in half the the, uh, the uh, half of that, uh, the first harmonic of that. Uh, you cut that fifteen seventy-five in half, L one, L two on GLONASS, and, and you're looking in the uh, eight, nine hundred meg uh, Range for uh, cellular,
0: for cellular. Yeah. Yeah. and stuff, yeah. All right. So, Lucia, it's your turn.
2: So, básicamente, en resumen, lo que ellos recomiendan para su colocación de antena es que hagan sus estudios. Siempre revisen bien la torre, um, su todo lo que tiene instalado para evitar las interferencias. Y, claro, les recomiendan que hagan un estudio del sitio. Bien, de, si tienen conocimiento de RFE, de un sistema de analizador de frecuencias, tener sus frecuencias separadas, hay muchas recomendaciones y cosas que el soporte técnico también lo puede ayudar a revisar. Si tiene alguna interferencia y muchos problemas, es importante tener fotografías de su instalación, tener el conocimiento de lo que tiene instalado alrededor y nuestro soporte técnico departamento le puede ayudar a revisar esos temas. Y es mucho más útil tener eso porque cuando ellos pueden ver lo que tienen, pueden ayudarles a resolver el tema si es solo una instalación. Um, y siempre les recomendamos que hagan su diseño antes de tiempo en nuestro sitio de web, que es algo que ofrecemos gratis para todos nuestros clientes. Pueden hacer ahí análisis, revisar el sitio y revisar bien la instalación. Y en eso también les podemos apoyar. Si, es, si no tienen mucho conocimiento y tienen las coordenadas de GPS, tenemos um, personal esp- especializado en ese aspecto pero siempre tomen en cuenta que para eso estamos. Oh, Dustin, it. That's gracias. You? De nada. Adelante. Uh,
0: thank you. Uh, I guess, guys, that's going to be it for this episode. Um, we really appreciate your contribution, Lucia, and I'm sure the, the folks in uh, the Caribbean and Latin America appreciate your translation on the show as well. Anytime. Uh, Jeff, thanks for coming back again. You're welcome. Thank and you. Eric, it's, it's always good to see you on thank the show. You. Gosh. Uh, All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast, which will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.